Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. And uh, we were going to shoot the, the, the series in New York. And uh, after about six or seven months, uh, I realized that I was not a city boy. So we started looking around uh, for other places to live and we were attracted to an area in a place called Rockland County, New York. It had this sort of sleepy hollow look to it. You know, old trees, large pieces of property. And we found a house that was just perfect for us. It was an old uh, farmhouse. It was an interesting piece of property because there was this pond. You know, you'd sit in the house and you'd look down onto it. It was gorgeous. We settled in really quickly and very easily, and it was exactly where I wanted to raise a family. We had a son, Brian, and we put him in a room, a small room, and in this small room, you walk through the door, and there was a, a closet that had been uh, built with a handmade, hand-carved door, and there was a slide bolt. And then one day, my son insisted that his bed be moved to the other side of the room so that it wasn't facing the closet. My son never told us why he wanted the bed moved over there or why he wanted it in a particular way. But he wanted it his way, so we moved the bed. And that night, He said, uh, make sure the door is closed in my closet tonight. Make sure that it's locked. We said, sure. And put him down. He went to bed. The next morning, I went in there. And the bolt had been slid out. And the door was open. It was open about three or four inches. And I said to him, Brian, did you open the door? Did you go? No. He hadn't been out of bed when we went in to get him in the morning, but the door was open. I thought that was very weird. After that, my son would wake up in the middle of the night and come into our bed. And he wouldn't tell us why, but something scared the whip out of him. He was petrified, and um, we didn't know what was going on. Hey there, this 
this is Repso W. Martinez, host of The Witching Hour on YouTube and Fairfax Public Access. And you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter. Enjoy. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron and Brett here, and it is Monday, September 9th, 2019, episode 208. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And Brett, always glad to see you. And uh, yeah, guys, uh, glad to be back in the hot seat. We're going to tell some more listener stories. We have some other interviews coming up, but uh, I'm really enjoying this this, uh, listener story kick. You know, really putting a big uh, dent in the backlog, but... As always, if anyone out there has a story they want to share, go ahead and send it to us here at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. But yeah, man, it's September already. Jeez, time flies, doesn't it? As far as announcements are concerned, uh, not too much to announce. Everything's going nice and smoothly. I'm still wrapping up some of the loose ends on this side project I'm doing, and don't worry, you guys will be the first to know about it once I launch it. The marketing campaign is uh, just worrying me, so I'm going through... Uh, a few things just to uh, see if we can make it uh, just a tad better but might have to roll the punches last week if you guys haven't seen it i'm sure you have but i put out an announcement uh, what was it wednesday i think and it's in regards to a new tv show and their uh, associate producer contacted me uh wanting to know if i had any stories myself or any of the hosts or anything like that so i put out an announcement with great detail of what they're looking for and it's all expenses paid and so this might be your chance to be on a TV show it's called Hotel Paranormal yeah it's about all experiences in hotel rooms motel rooms even resorts right B&B lodging type of experiences so if you guys are interested it's all expenses paid yeah you can't beat it plus you get on a, a TV show right unfortunately due to the criteria and if you listen to the announcement uh, you'll know uh, everything all the details but I and not qualified. I asked him if uh, if you would like a, a nice farmhouse story, because that's how I got into the paranormal. But nope, they don't like that sort of thing. They want hotel type experiences. So damn it, <laughs> I'll be I'll be all over this thing. But yeah, uh, Terry from Texas, as you guys will know, in his younger years, he used to be a uh, a guard, you know, security guard at night at a hotel, and he experienced some odd things. So he's going to be submitted uh, to them and see. Uh, what happens after that but yeah go ahead and listen to the announcement and just follow the directions if you guys are interested last friday was the first friday of the month so new video shows came out so make sure you go ahead and uh, check that out good stuff good stuff as always but um yeah a full week last week you know terry's uh, mysterious moments Aaron's horror show and even a brand new sandman lullaby on thursday plus the video shows so full week last week and I hope you find something that you enjoy over there. Okay, with that though, I think we're, yeah, we're all done. Nothing much else to uh, to announce, so you know what that means. Come on, say it with me. Oh yeah, man. Two, the store didn't fall me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fans are on. Still warm over here, but pretty soon we're going to get the fireplaces lit up. It's going to get cold. Winter is coming. And as always, grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, and don't forget to grab a popsicle. We have plenty of popsicles in the freezer still, so make sure you uh, go ahead and eat those up. 
And as you guys are doing that, I'm gonna get behind my desk. And, oh yeah, man, I still need to get a new chair. <laughs> this chair is comfy, but it's, uh, yeah, I need to get another one. They, these things keep on breaking. You know, they're about a hundred bucks each. It's not too cheap, but they just keep on wearing out. All right, Britt, I'll see your packet. Thank you. Yeah, let's see what we have here. Hmm. Okay, we got some long ones, medium ones. All right. Okay, let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It tastes so good when it hits the lips, man. All right, what do we got here for the first one? This one is uh, titled Ghost Stories from Orange County. And it's uh, it's by Anthony. Okay, Anthony. Let's see what you got, man. My name is Anthony, and I am 29 years old. I grew up in a nice neighborhood in Orange County with my grandparents. My grandma would always scare my sister and I with ghost stories. Growing up in that house, though, I had quite a few experiences. Here's the backstory. Recently, within the past two years, my grandma revealed to me that when I was younger, there was this shoots and ladders board game that I would play with all the time. It was actually a Ouija board. She said before I was born she had messed with the board and had a few unexplainable things happen when they were using it and was too scared to get rid of it. So, instead, decided to glue another board game over it. My first experience was when I was home alone in the kitchen and directly above the kitchen was my grandma's bedroom. I was sitting there, eating lunch, and I heard loud footsteps moving directly above me. Her bathroom always gave me a bad vibe, and I didn't even like looking in that direction when I was in her room, because it always felt that I was being watched. Another time, my sister and I were laying down in my grandma's room, and she was out of town, and my uncle was watching us. He put us to bed, and while laying there, we both heard whispering coming from her bathroom. Uh, nothing we could understand, but... They were loud, coarse whispering. It continued for what felt like eternity, but was probably closer to five minutes, until I shouted to stop, and it suddenly stopped. My sister also had an experience where she was sitting at her family computer, but she hadn't turned the monitor on yet, and on the screen of the monitor, she could see the hallway behind her that led to the garage. She said when she had looked at the computer screen, she could see a reflection of someone peering around the corner of the hallway, uh, looking at her, and when she had turned around, there was nothing there. In that same hallway, a friend of mine was coming downstairs to the garage. Uh, he had just went upstairs to my room to grab his sweater. He saw a shadow of someone standing around the corner. He had assumed it was me waiting to scare him, so he slowly snuck up to the shadow and leapt around the corner, expecting to get the jump on me. But there was no one there, and when he looked, the shadow was now gone. I remember him running out of the house, pale as a ghost. My grandma has since moved out of the house, and I haven't had any experiences then. I just started listening and really enjoy the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing and that's from anthony anthony hey thank you very much for sharing that good story yeah we hear about this stuff all the time i would want to be 
speaking with your grandma even more, just seeing what, if she would reveal anything more about that house. Because if you and your sister, you know, seeing these things, and of course your grandma has already admitted that, you know, that shoots and ladders game was actually a Ouija board <laughs> underneath it. Uh, but I don't think that has anything to do with it. It's probably whatever your grandma was doing in the past, because like you mentioned in the beginning of the story, she was messing around with it before you were even born. And uh, she had some unexplained things happen. So it'll be interesting to see what your grandma has to say about living in that house when you guys weren't around. Yeah, Anthony, hey, thank you very much for sharing that. Very cool story. All right, what do we got here? What's next? This one is titled Spiritual Mama and Evil or Angelic White Owl. And it's, uh, it's by Vanessa. Okay, Vanessa. Let's see what you got, man. Hi, Aaron. I hope you don't think this story is too long, but it'll be worth it. So, thank you for your time and the awesome podcast. Well, thank you, Vanessa, and thank you for the kind words. I really appreciate it. You can call me Vanessa. I'm a very spiritual person and in tune with spirits and energies around me since my childhood. I've had several experiences with the paranormal, so... I'm going to tell you a story about my paranormal experience in a small town in California around 2010. While living on my own for the first time with my infant child and boyfriend at the time. I was a young mother, about 18 or 19, and looking forward to starting this new journey in life. So we had just moved into an extended part of the backside of a home that was a two-bedroom apartment. My boyfriend found out about it from a co-worker whose father was the landlord. Our landlord was a very kind man and even allowed us to move in a week earlier than our contract lease date without charging us. One day during this week, we started to bring in some of our belongings. My boyfriend and I were in our room with the bedroom door closed when we heard a knock on the door. We figured it was Bob just coming in to fix any last minute touches for the apartment. So my boyfriend called out his name and let him know we were in the room, but there was no response. We thought that was odd and opened the bedroom door to find no one there or even outside of the front or back door. We brushed it off and didn't think too much of it. The things that happened next, I could have never imagined ever being possible. As we got settled into our new little home, I was sitting with my back facing the closet door, halfway in the closet and halfway out of the bedroom, putting a few things away. Then I felt the door being closed against my back, and I yelled, Babe, what are you doing? You see me in here. Stop. To my surprise, I hear him yell back from the kitchen saying, I'm in the kitchen with the baby getting them a bottle. My heart dropped. And I got right up and went to the kitchen. There's no way he could have done that that fast enough and be in the kitchen shaking the formula in the baby's bottle. At that moment, I felt uneasy. And every other time during my boyfriend being at work at night, as I was a stay-at-home mom, when I was alone, I could feel the presence. Not a scary feeling, but a feeling of knowing it wasn't just the baby and I that were home. So I would speak out loud and let the spirit know we meant no harm and we were good people. At work, my boyfriend started talking about the weird instances with some co-workers. When one of them asked him if he knew that the landlord's wife actually died in the house. 
They didn't say how she died, or if it was in the main house or extended part where we were living. No one asked the co-worker how her mom died, but she did share that she passed about a year prior to us moving in and thought it would be good for her dad to have tenants in the back apartment and not feel like he was alone in the big front part of the house. So, when he came home and told me this, I felt sad for our landlord and feared it must be his wife. I talked to my mom about this and she said we needed to bless our house with holy water and I agreed. I didn't feel too scared as I have a strong relationship with God and because of that I know I'm always protected. This wasn't the end of her presence. I just noticed that she only did something when we were all home but I could feel her around often when it was just the baby and I. So one evening when my boyfriend was off from work, we were getting ready to watch a movie together so I chose a DVD and left it on top of the DVD player because I didn't want to get the movie started without having some popcorn ready. My boyfriend and I went into the kitchen to get the snacks but left little baby Jack laying down in the room. Baby Jack was about four to five months at this time. I detail this because when we came back into the bedroom, which was no more than five minutes, Baby Jack was looking at the TV watching the movie starting, and our jaws dropped. There's no way the baby could have pushed the button to open the DVD player, let alone then push play to start the DVD. We were truly at a loss for words, and my boyfriend asked me if I might have forgot and just started playing it before going into the kitchen. But I remembered and knew for a fact that I intentionally left it on top of the DVD player because I wanted us to watch the movie from the very beginning. This happening really pushed me over the edge. I didn't want to try and figure out why or how this happened, so I decided to start dropping my boyfriend off at work and driving up to my mom's about 15 minutes away to spend the night, then pick him back up in the morning. The first night we decided to do this, we were running a bit late as I needed to pack an overnight bag for the baby and I. I got our things and buckled the baby in his car seat in the back. But we got to his work on time. So I kissed him and let him know I'd text him when I got to my mom's. I started to drive off, and the town we lived in was a very agricultural area with big, wide, open night skies. So I noticed how beautiful the stars looked as I was driving. When suddenly, I see a bright white owl fly right across my windshield. I wouldn't consider myself superstitious, but... I remember an old one about white owls meaning something bad would happen to one of your loved ones if you saw one at night. So as soon as I saw the white owl, I started to pray out loud asking God to look over us as we drove to my mom's house and to look over all of our loved ones. Right when I finished my prayer, I immediately hear baby Jack screaming and crying in the back seat. I looked into my rearview mirror and to my horror I see the baby's car seat, the big bulky one that I knew I ensured to click in, was completely overturned with baby Jack facing towards the bottom of the back seat. I pulled right over hysterically crying and went to the back seat to check on my baby. He looked so scared and crying but was glad to see me. I hugged and kissed him so hard and I tried to calm him down from what just happened. 
I eventually buckled him back in the car seat and kept my rear view mirror facing him. I called my boyfriend very startled and told him what happened. He was shocked as he recalled asking me to hurry up in the back seat when I was buckling him in, but I took my time until I heard it click and his car seat was secured. After that incident, I just couldn't stay there anymore, so we decided to pay whatever we needed to to break the lease because I just couldn't do it. Maybe our landlord's wife really wasn't ready to leave or let anyone live in her home, even it was the back part of the house. Maybe it meant no harm, and the owl was a good sign warning me of what was going to happen. Either way, it was definitely a very unexplainable experience. Thank you again for taking the time to read this, and keep doing what you're doing. You're doing an amazing job, Aaron. And that's from Vanessa. Vanessa, thank you very much for that. Thank you for you know the kind words. Thank you for sharing the story. Very cool stuff. Uh, yeah, that's interesting that uh, you find out that the... Um, the landlord's wife died in the house. It could be her. And from what some of the things you've mentioned, it seems like uh, if it is her, uh, I don't think she meant you guys any harm. Like you said, uh, she nothing really happened until you're all together, which which that's kind of odd. But when you're not all together, it's just you and the baby. You can just feel something there, but nothing's happening. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she wanted the, uh, as far as the DVD event, maybe she wanted the little, you know, Baby Jack to start watching a movie. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I think the uh, the whole tipping over of the, um, you know, the, the baby chair in the car, I don't, you know, there's no indication from what you told here that she would do something that evil to hurt the baby. You know, it's quite possible that, you know, if you believe in that wild, white owl superstition type thing, Maybe that's all it is. It was a warning. You know, hey, be aware. Look out. Who knows? But yeah, you know what? I don't blame you for getting the heck out of there. Uh, you know, with my story, if you heard it, yeah. You know, when I finally sat down on the couch one afternoon thinking about all the weird stuff at the farmhouse, I got spooked and I left. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't blame you. You know, this stuff shouldn't be happening. It's It's almost, you start thinking you're crazy. But yeah, it's happening though. So, yeah, I don't blame you. But, at any rate, yeah, thank you very much for sharing. Good story. All right. Let me, uh, let me have a quick sip of my green tea. Mouth's getting a little dry, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's next? I wonder what's next. This one is uh, titled Native American Ancestor, and it's by Wolf. Okay, Wolf. Let's see what you got, man. To start... I must tell you that I am part of a group of people that goes on hikes and camping. We started camping about three months ago and found that it would be nice to go on a bigger camping trip since we mostly camp near home. From May 31st to June 2nd, I went camping at the Phoenicia Campground in upstate New York and hiking the mountain called Mount Tremper, Ulster, New York with my group. Their names are Patrick, Jeff, Chris, and Tyler. On the 31st, we set out on the road around 2.40 in the afternoon, since our friend Chris is still in high school, and got to the Phoenicia campground around 8.30. I made dinner, and we worked out who will be the first for fire watch, where someone will stay up for an hour to watch the fire and keep watch over any animals that would come close to the campground. Tyler was first for watch from 1 to 2. 
Patrick was second from two to three, Chris from three to four, then myself from four to five. And then I would wake everyone up at the end of my watch and make breakfast. During my watch, I made a pot of coffee on my camper stove and started to set up for breakfast. After setting up, I noticed that it was time to wake everyone up and get the food on the stove. We ate breakfast and after we did, my friends and I just sat and watched the river by our campsite. While watching the water, I saw a bird flying about 40 feet above the water, which turned out to be a white horned owl, which we all thought was really cool. My friend Patrick told our group that we were to go hiking up Mount Tremper, and I love the thought of it because I have never hiked up a mountain before. So around 8.30 we got our gear to go hiking, but Tyler felt ill, so Patrick, Chris, Jeff, and myself went on the hike. I made Tyler feel comfortable at camp. Before leaving, I left him the water cooler and crackers. In the beginning of the hike, my friends Chris and Jeff found two large boulders on the incline of the mountain and told Patrick and myself to come and see the view from where they were. Uh, Patrick and I just wanted to stay on the path, but we felt that the view was something that was not to be missed. So we walked up to where they were and it was just gorgeous. Patrick decided to hike the incline to the next pathway, which turned out was way off course. Instead of finding the next path, we found ourselves to be lost. Since we were too far from the previous path, we continued to hike up to see if we would stumble on a path, which we did not, and we were about to give up due to fatigue and some dehydration. Jeff found a large boulder to rest on, so Chris and I joined him to drink some water. Patrick continued for 90 meters to see if he could find the path. Uh, Jeff, Chris, and I continued to say that Patrick was getting us lost and that we were never going to find the path. After we complained about Patrick's foolishness, we heard a woman make what sounded to be a war cry and then started to sing, but we did not understand what she was saying since she was singing in Native American tongue. We heard the singing come from only 100 meters away to our left, which was to the east. Patrick heard it and looked around and saw no one near him. It freaked him out since he is afraid of spirits. After hearing the beautiful song, we all gained the strength to continue on. Once we started hiking again, searching to find the source of the woman, our friend Jeff found a safety wire which led us to an old campground site that was completely deserted and looked to be deserted for many, many years. We all thanked the Spirit for helping us to not give up and continue to hike. Once we walked for only 20 minutes, we found the trail, which turned out to be farther west, and found that the trail did not pass near where we heard the woman singing, which proved to all of us that the woman was a spirit. And my mother told me that my Native American ancestors come from that area, so I believe that my mother was right when she told me before setting out on the trip that my ancestors will watch over me and my friends. The third day we all gathered our belongings and set back out on the road, which left us sad since we did not want to leave because the place was very peaceful and made us all feel like we were at home. But. We all needed to leave so we can go back to work on Monday. I believe 
that we will be back one day to experience the peacefulness of the Appalachian Mountains. My friends and I are extremely grateful to the spirit woman who helped us find our way. And that's from Wolf. Wolf, great story, loved it. Yeah, you know, I, I read, I like reading Native American lore and what they believe in. Um, a lot of spirit animals involved with um, their spirituality, if you want to call it that. You know, guardian animal spirits. Uh, I read a lot about that. You know, a wolf appears, you're lost. Snowstorm, you follow the wolf. All of a sudden, it brings you to safety, some sort of shelter. You know, things like that. It's all over uh, with Native American uh, stories. Yeah. Well, I I find that fascinating. You heard a woman singing Native American tongue. You go over there looking for the woman. You find, you know, uh, a safety line. You follow that. Brings you to a campsite. And voila, you keep going and you find the path again. Yeah, very cool stuff. Hey, wolf. Thank you very much for sharing. And Britt, is that that is it, guys. That's all for today. Packet is empty. And as always, we are flattered for you guys joining us here and listening to uh, the RPA show or any other shows on the RPA network. Thank you very much. We are nothing without you guys, and we are continuing to grow. We are growing every week. So keep on stopping by. Hopefully we have something you may like. And remember, last week was the first Friday of the month. And so we have brand new video shows that were released. If you haven't had a chance, go ahead and watch those. You can watch them at realparanormalactivity.com or through the RPA app. It has video capability as well. And also, if you guys are using podcast catchers, uh, which a lot of you are, to listen to your podcasts, uh, some of those podcast catchers does have the video capability. So you can, you know, it depends. You just have to try to play the video. If it plays, it plays. If it doesn't, well, looks like your podcast catcher doesn't have that capability. But that's about it. Yeah, l- uh, make sure uh, to listen to that announcement um, about the the new TV show. Uh, you may qualify, and if you decide to to do that, you know, there's details in that announcement on how to do that, and uh, I'll get it off to the producers, and they'll be in touch with you. So, yeah, this is your chance, man. <laughs> And as always, thank you uh, to the premium members. Uh, that really helps us a lot. If you guys don't know what that is, you can become a premium member. It's only $3.99, a very fair price, unlimited access for the month. You can cancel anytime. And what you get is all the previous RPA interviews, all the previous RPA listener stories, uh, bonus episodes, and we also have folklore tales from cultures from around the world, all in audiobook format. And I think we have over a little bit yeah, a little bit over 33 audiobooks. And so you actually get something for your $3.99, and it helps us with the bills. And so thank you for supporting RPA. And with that, I'm I'm calling it, guys. You know what that means. The show's been produced by myself, and Britain is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And, man, we love you. Oh, yeah, we do. As always, thank you, and good night.